0: Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're a church, house of prayer, prophecy rooms, healing rooms. We have a network of churches, houses of prayer, and prayer hubs in the nations of the earth God is good. He's multiplying Awakening House of Prayer movement in this hour because he wants prayer in the earth. Later today, I'll be releasing a significant prophecy for Asia. So if you are in Asia or are concerned about Asia, make sure you track with me later today uh, right here in this spot to learn more and how we can pray. It's a significant, pivotal, critical word for Asia. So hold on. I want to explain that more later on today because God wants to move in asia amen so if you're in south florida make sure you come over to our church our house of prayer we have corporate prayer monday nights friday nights prophecy rooms healing rooms friday nights church 10 47 a.m and 1 30 p.m listen if you want to watch our first service you can watch that online at ahop.online that's www.ahop.online consider becoming a web church member so you can be part of my personal life group on most Tuesday nights, we're entering into a study on the life of David and discussing the deeper things of God. Come join us. Get that web church membership, the pastoral covering, the prayer support at dot online. Amen. AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Join the movement. Awakening Prayer Hubs, a prayer movement sponsored by, endorsed by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Engle, James Gall, Bishop Bill Hammond, Shayon, Patricia King, uh, Alveda King, uh, Becca Greenwood, Dick Eastman, you name it. It goes on and on and on. The leaders in the body of Christ are standing with us to see prayer propagated in the earth. Why don't you find a hub, start a hub, awakeningprayerhubs.com, and if you're looking for that prophetic family, that prophetic tribe, that prophetic community, the one who, uh, the the, the group who will understand you and and walk with you, check out the Ignite Network, ignitenow.org. We've activated thousands of prophetic voices over the past four years of the network, and we're going for thousands more because God's looking for a pure prophetic voice in the earth. And maybe that's you. Join if you are considering, uh, if you are a uh, curious, or if you are uh, 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 sort of um, hungry for that prophetic family. Amen. Now let's get into this devotion today. I am reading from Victory Decrees: Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled "Listen: No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Somebody say, no weapon." No weapon. I don't care how fierce it is. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how powerful it seems. No weapon. It's a promise. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now here's what I heard the Lord say. Did you not hear? Do you not understand? No weapon formed against you shall prosper, says the Lord yes the weapons are strategically crafted yes the enemy organizes in formation yes the fiery darts will launch against you yes it may feel like the weapons are succeeding against you says the lord but ultimately no weapon no enemy weapon will take you out or take you down as your soul prospers Meditate on your victory in Christ. Meditate on who you are and what I've promised you. Believe me, says the spirit of the living God. Will you just believe him today? Oh, my, 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 would you just believe him today? Do you not know that every word that is written in Scripture is God-breathed and it is true? Let God be true. And every man a liar. Certainly every devil is a liar. So we're not going to believe these lying spirits anymore. But we're going to rise up unto breakthrough. We're going to ascend into glory. Come on now. Today's Scripture references Isaiah 54, 17. Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 16, Romans 8, 37, go read your Bible later and read those scriptures, the prayer starter and the decree as we kick off today. Father, thank you for reminding me that although the weapons form, they will not take me out. Help me remember that when the darts are flying at me, fast and furious, help me remember that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I decree, I decree no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I declare that my arms are strong to hold up the shield of faith. My mighty God has put into my hands in Jesus name. Amen and amen. So, Father, this morning we glorify your name. We welcome you. We welcome you into every area of our lives, God. We will not shut you out. We will not shut you down, but we will shut out the enemy of our soul. We will shut down the weapons that have been formed against us. We praise you, God, because you are seated on the throne. you created looking down on the earth. You created at the people you created. Looking down, looking down, looking down while we're looking up. While you look down, we look up. While you look down, we look up. And when we catch a glimpse of your eyes, when we catch a glimpse of your heart, it strengthens us for the battle. It strengthens us for the trial. It strengthens us for the warfare. When we can see your heart, when we can experience your love, when we can position ourselves in that, that secret place, drinking from your fountain. Oh, all of our fountains are in you, oh God. Help us, Lord, to drink deep from your fountain, the invigorating, reinvigorating waters of the Spirit. Oh, we want to flow. We want to flow. We want to flow. We want to flow with you, God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We want to go into that secret place where we're hidden in Christ. We want to abide there. We want to dwell there. We want to live Live there in you in Christ for real not just words we say but an experience that we walk out day by day god draw us unto you draw us deeper 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 still you want to go to that deep deep the place where few will dare to go, the place behind the flesh, the place behind the veil, the place behind the excuses, Uh uh-oh, the place behind the complaining, the place that you enter into through thanksgiving, the place that you enter into through praise, through worship, Through the very word of God, we must go deeper. We're not satisfied with low-level Christianity, with surface-level experiences, with a drop of your love. We want the rush. We want the mighty rushing wind. Come on. We want the rivers of living water. Come on. We want to go where we are experientially encountering you day by day, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, ear-to-ear, eye-to-eye, gazing upon your beauty, David. said in Psalm 27, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek. Mary sought the one thing that would not be taken from her. Oh, let us not be in a continual Martha mode, God. Would you help us, Lord, to, to switch between the Martha and the Mary on the inside of us, the Martha who gets things done, the Martha who's conscientious and has an excellent spirit, wants everything just right for the Lord. We need that Martha. We need that Martha. We need that Martha going after the things of God and, and being active and alive and energized and getting things done, having an I can do it attitude, putting our hand to the plow and pushing, pressing into God's will, advancing the kingdom of God. But help us Lord, not to let Martha take over. Help us, Lord, not to let Martha take over. We need to, to experientially walk in that same spirit of adoration that Mary walked in. We don't want to work ourselves to death to the point that we're jealous of the Marthas, that we're bitter I mean, because of the Marys, that we're bitter over the Marys, that we're complaining about the Marys, that we're going to Jesus and saying, why, why, why? Oh, God, would you help us today to find the balance in our lives because we've got to put our hand to the plow. There's work to do in your kingdom, oh Jesus, but there's a Mary on the inside of us that is crying out for intimacy, that is crying out for that communion with the living God, that is crying out to taste that he is good, to see that he is good, to know that he is good, not just because somebody told us, but because we know it for ourselves. Oh God, we're weary of just hearing another sermon, of just saying another prayer, We want an encounter with your spirit. We don't want to just sit in church every week and hear a good message, even a great message, even an amazing message, but never enter into the place the preacher entered into to get that message. Never enter into that place for ourselves where we're getting direct revelation from the throne room, direct speaking to our lives. Our situations, personal, intimate, that is what we're after, that is where we want to go, that is what we must see, that is what we must have, that intimacy that only comes from seeking first the kingdom of God, for seeking his face and not just his hand, for seeking the depths, of truth in his word and not just skimming the surface to read through the Bible in a year. God, shift our paradigm today. Give us that hunger, Jesus. Give us that hunger, Jesus. Give us that gift of hunger. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want more. Who has a more in their spirit? Who has a more in their heart? Let that more rise up from your spirit and come out of your mouth and just begin to cry out for more. If you cry out for more, you'll get more. Oh, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Come on. There was a man who was up at a tree shouting out for Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody around him was saying, shut up, man. Leave the master alone. Let him go. But the squeaky whale gets the grease. He knew there was more. He knew there was more. Zacchaeus, he knew there was more. He knew there was more than he had experienced. He knew there was a better way of life than he had ever known. He knew there was something that he was missing, and he kept crying. And crying out and crying out Jesus the squeaky wheel gets the grease keep crying out for God keep crying out for more keep crying out for his presence keep crying out keep crying out keep crying out, keep crying out. let the war in your heart have a voice that comes through your mouth and gets the attention of heaven Don't be satisfied with yesterday's manna. I don't want yesterday's manna. It was good yesterday. I want today's manna. I can't get tomorrow's manna. That'll come tomorrow through my seeking, through my petitioning, through my presence, presenting myself in the throne room. I want today's manna today. I want today's revelation today. I want the now revelation, now. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, day by day, listening to his voice, day by day, hearing his heartbeat, day by day, entering into his perfect will, day by day, discerning the presence of the enemy, so that I don't fall into the snare, day by day. Oh, Jesus, day by day, the just shall live by faith. Walking by faith day by day, talking by faith day by day, moving in faith day by day, taking those risks day by day, day by day, day by day, day, living one day at a time in the presence of the almighty God who gives for each day what is needed and required for that day. We're not looking to the past anymore. We're not looking to the past anymore. We're not looking to the past anymore. We're not living in the past anymore. We're not stuck in the past anymore. We're not dwelling on the past anymore. There's no grace to dwell on the past. There's grace for today. There's no grace to dwell on the past. There's no grace to dwell on yesterday. There's no grace for it. That's why you're not happy because there's no grace to go back, there's grace to live. In the now. Faith is now. Faith is now. So by faith, we cast our cares upon you. Those cares that are keeping us out of the deeper things of God. Those cares won't fit through the door of the secret place. Those worries won't fit through the door, through the gate that leads to the secret place that won't fit. Narrow is the path that leads to life. Narrow is the path that leads to His presence. There's some things that we need to leave behind today. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's some things that we need to leave behind today. There's some things that God is calling you to lay down. And some of you very well know it. And you can't find it in yourself to do it. And the Lord would say to you today, just do it. Obey my spirit, says the Lord. There is a better way. There's a better path, but you can't see it when your arms are stacked high with things that I have not called you to carry. You can't see over what you're carrying to see me directing you in a different way, says the Lord, to so lay the things down that I've called you to lay down. I know it seems painful and it'll sting for a moment, but you'll rejoice when you're free of the things that I've not called you to carry. You will rejoice when you're free of the people with whom I've not called you to walk, says the Lord. You will rejoice when you sow that seed that I told you to sow, that you just won't sow. But that's what's holding back your financial breakthrough, says the Lord. You'll rejoice when you see what's on the other side of your obedience, says the Lord, you will rejoice when you see what's on the other side of your yes, says the Lord, because the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. So obey me willingly, says the Lord, not grudgingly, says the Lord. If you want my best, put your will with my will and obey my will with your whole heart. Put your heart into it, says the Lord. Put your heart into the pruning that I've told you to do. Put your heart into the giving that I've told you to do. Put your heart in the activities that I've told you to put your hand to. Come into full agreement with my spirit, says the Lord, and you will eat the good of the land. You will walk in soul peace. You will walk in prosperity in this age. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, but you must obey with a willing heart. And you must be willing to obey even the things that seem contrary to your mind it seems like you're going to go backwards if you say yes, but I will never bring you backwards. I will always move you forward. So obey me. Just trust me. Just have faith in me. Believe on me. Won't I do it? Have I ever led you astray? Would I ever lie to you, says the Lord? No, but I will lead you and guide you into all truth. I will show you things to come and you will have an excitement in your spirit says the Lord when you get a glimpse of what's next but I can't show you what's next until you do the thing I told you to do before so do what I said so you can have what I want you to have and see what I want you to see next and I will continue to increase you as you walk with a willing heart in obedience to my word and to the leadership of my spirit says the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Father, we ask you to forgive us for, for, the, for the times we've not obeyed you willfully. It's rebellion, it's witchcraft, and we wonder why we're grieved, we wonder why we're not happy, we wonder why we're seeing wrong things come in our life, wrong people, wrong situations, wrong issues because our disobedience opened the door to the enemy. So we're closing that today. We say no more, no more. We're gonna be willing. Lord, your word says, you will make us willing in the day of your power. Well, every day is the day of your power. So help us, if we're not willing, make us willing to be willing. Help us to see the areas where we're just not willing. Huh. There was a long time when I wasn't willing to do certain things for the Lord because I was afraid. There were certain things i didn't want to do he was telling me to do them i didn't do them i tried to avoid doing them i made every excuse in the book to stop from doing them because i was afraid i didn't want to pray with people i didn't want to speak i didn't want to teach i didn't want to do anything but sit in my cave and write my books but I didn't enter into my biggest blessings and I didn't enter into my highest calling and I didn't have authority in the nations until I said yes with a heart of willingness no matter what it looks like, no matter what you have to give up, no matter what it takes. That is the attitude that will get you to your highest calling and that is where the highest blessings are. Do you hear me? The highest blessings, the highest breakthroughs are connected to your highest calling. If you want to walk in the low levels of obedience, you'll get low level blessings because God still loves you and he'll still bless you. And that's your choice. But if you want to live in the highest levels, if you want to dwell in the secret place, if you want to have that intimacy that guards you and and keeps you, it requires something of you. There's a price to pay, not for salvation, not for the blood, not for the basic Provisions of life, God's promised those to you, but if you want to go higher, if you want to live on a higher plane, if you want the highest blessings, the highest peace, the highest joy, the highest prosperity, if you want to live in the highest realms of the kingdom, you need to seek your higher calling and that's progressive You don't walk in your highest calling when you first get born again. It's progressive. But at the same time, we stall out our highest calling sometimes because of fear. I was afraid to pray. Can you imagine? I wouldn't pray with three people in a public prayer meeting. I would go hide in the bathroom. Now I'm praying and over a million people a month are hearing the sound of my voice in prayer. Can you imagine if I hadn't said yes, if I hadn't shaken off the fear? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of what is the enemy keeping you out of because of the fear in your heart some of you are afraid to get married again you got married one time and something really bad happened and now you're afraid to get married again and you really want to be married again but you're too afraid to be married again and so guess what's happening you're miserable day by day because you're stuck in the tension of something you want but you're too afraid to have Shut up. Some of you have a job and you don't like your job. You had a dream to be a certain thing, to pursue a certain career, and you could go back to school at this point. There's been a reset in the earth. You could go back to school. You could get some new training. You could get some new skills. You could shift your career. You could be happier in what you do day by day. Most of your life, eight hours a day is a third of your life, but you're too afraid to make the transition. The enemy is keeping you out of your highest calling. You need to bind up that fear and follow the Lord. Come on. I break the powers of fear. Whatever it is, that, come on, doubt, the, 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 the unbelief, whatever it is that's keeping us out of our highest calling, whatever it is that's, that's robbing from our highest blessing, Whatever's keeping us from, diso- from obeying you, whatever's keeping us in disobedience, come on, whatever's keeping us in this place stuck, whether we're not willing or we don't think we're able, that's a lie. You might not be willing, but if you cry out, God, may be willing to be willing, he'll begin to soften your heart. He'll begin to speak to you. There's a certain thing that I don't want to do right now, and I know I should do it, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I know I should do it. I don't want to do it because it's unpleasant. You have anything like that in your life? There's certain things God wants you to do, but it's unpleasant. It's so unpleasant. You've done it before. It is, I don't want to do that again. And I know I need to do it. Not because God said to do it, but because I know I need to do it. And this morning, as I was praying, God said something to me at a left field that motivated me to do the thing that I know that I need to do that I don't want to do. If you'll get in a quiet, secret place, still place with God. He will help you get a new perspective on anything in your life that requires a new perspective. So, Father, we need your presence. We need your spirit leading us and guiding us. Help us, Lord, to lay aside our preconceptions, our notions, our biases, and just allow you to speak to our hearts. Just allow you to, to direct our steps for real. We love to pray, oh, God's going to order our steps. We love to pray that. (laughs) We love to pray that, but we really mean it. We want you to order our steps. We want you to lead us. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So help us today, God, to grow up a little bit more, to say yes to your Spirit, so that you can say yes to the things that we're asking for, that we haven't yet been ready for, because we haven't demonstrated that we're willing and obedient enough in certain areas of our life to receive and maintain the state of the blessing. Let me just tell you something about God. He doesn't waste his blessings. I said one of the ways of God is he doesn't waste his blessings. I said he doesn't waste his blessings. How do you know that, Jennifer? Because when he multiplied the food, the fish and the loaves, that was a blessing. He asked God to bless it. Remember that? They looked up to heaven. He took the bread, and broke it, and he asked God to bless it. And what happened? There were leftovers. The disciples picked up 12 baskets of food at one time, and then the next event, they picked up seven baskets of food because God doesn't waste his blessings. So if you can't receive, listen to me. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. You better hear me. God doesn't waste his blessings. So, if you're not ready to receive the blessing, it's not that he doesn't want to give it to you. It's that you're not ready for it. You can't sustain it. You'll waste it. You'll squander it. It won't do you any good. You'll have it for a moment. You'll be happy for an instant. Then you'll lose it. You'll be more miserable than you are before you had the blessing. So, the way of God, Shabbat. Come on, this is good. I don't care where you're from. He doesn't waste his blessing. Shara Ba Track with me now because we're going higher. Some of you are already getting distracted, asking silly questions. I see you on there. Just let it go. Track with God and then answer your question later. Take a sip of water, take a sip of coffee. We're gonna deal with Delilah's secret weapon. And I want you to see this because this is what is causing some of you to have so much imbalance in your life. This is what's causing some of you to have, so, to have an open door for the enemy because when we get out of balance, we have an open door for the enemy. I want you to share this. If you're just coming on the broadcast, share this to your timeline. Share it to your groups. Just take 30 seconds to do that. I'm going to get a sip of water, a sip of coffee. Shabbat shalom. Come on. Obey. <laughs> Be willing to help this work get out to somebody else that needs it. When you share it, say, I'm ready. We're gearing up. I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up. Hello, India. Share this in India. Shabash, shurra Now listen. Listen closely. Listen closely. I need you to pay attention. You'll miss your blessings on these prayer broadcasts if you're not paying attention. If you're multitasking, you might miss it. I don't want you to miss it. Now, you know the story of Samson and Delilah. You know that story. Everybody knows that story. But he didn't discern the secret weapon of the enemy even before Delilah. We see that he had a chink in his discernment. He wasn't discerning the enemy's secret weapon. He had a secret weapon. His secret weapon was his hair. Samson's secret weapon was his hair. As long as he had that hair, as long as he was under that Nazarite vow, he had an anointing and a strength that was incredible. The spirit of might was on Samson, but it was connected to his obedience to God. Did you hear me? It was connected to that Nazarite vow that he took. His strength was in his hair. That was Samson's secret weapon but the enemy had a secret weapon against him and he failed to discern it twice and he ended up in enemy bondage listen samson got married to a philistine woman his parents didn't like it but they let him have the woman anyway and, Sam- and samson one day he challenged the philistines to a bet to see if they could solve a certain riddle that he created and they didn't know what it meant but they wanted to beat Samson because Samson and the Philistines, they were arch enemies. You have an arch enemy. His name is Satan. And he's going to send all kinds of demon powers to try to derail your strength. You have to know this. Now, Samson's wife, listen, nagged him into telling her the meaning of the riddle. She did this because the Philistines said, if you don't get him to tell us, we're going to burn down your father's house with you in it. So she was motivated. This was not Delilah. This was Samson's wife. This was before Delilah. And the Bible says that she nagged him. She pestered him. She pressured him. She badgered him. She fussed at him. And he gave in. He knew better than that. He knew better than that. He did not guard his own anointing. Shabbat. Are you guarding your anointing? Are you guarding your anointing? Because the enemy doesn't care so much about you. He wants the Christ in you. He's after the Christ in you, the anointed one. You are a Christian. Christ in you is the anointed one. The anointing abides in you. He wants to derail your anointing. That is part of his agenda. He doesn't want you to operate in your authority. So Sansa didn't see any real consequences of giving in to this nagging. And the enemy saw this will work. I can use this to my advantage. Samson has a weak spot. Here, here it is. I I found it. Then in Judges 16, he takes up with this woman, Delilah, this seductress. And the Philistines offered her money to get Samson in bondage. And the the Bible says that she nagged him because the enemy knew the nagging would work. He did it again. What is the enemy using on you that worked last time? Because he's going to use it again. The enemy doesn't need any new tricks in your life because... The old ones work just fine. You must begin to dismantle. Listen to me. You must begin to dismantle the enemy's secret weapon against you. It might not be the same weapon he uses against me. The weapon he uses against you might not be the same weapon he uses against me. You've got to discern how did the enemy get you last time so that you can dismantle that secret weapon. Come on. But Samson didn't discern it. He didn't discern his weak spot. Even Superman had a weakness to kryptonite. This was his weak spot. He allowed himself to be nagged by a woman, to be talked out of guarding his anointing because he didn't want to deal with it. He should have taken authority over that. He took authority over the Philistines, but he couldn't take authority over Delilah. You've got to learn how to take authority over Delilah, but that's a different message. And she nagged him. And he told Delilah his secret, and they cut off his hair. She cut off his hair. And then in Judges 16, 21, listen. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in prison. He was captured. He was in bondage. That's what the enemy does to you when you don't discern the secret weapon against you. It may be a secret weapon of Delilah. It may be a secret weapon of Jezebel. It may be a secret weapon of fear. But whatever it is, it's a secret to you. You know why it's a secret to you? Because you don't see it, and you keep falling for it. And the same thing happens again and again. So we can talk all day long about how no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And ultimately it won't, because God will work it out for good. But those weapons can do some damage. Samson ultimately prospered. They made him dance and sing like a circus monkey for all the Philistines. But he one day asked God, give me strength one more time. And he pulled the walls down and they fell. And all the Philistines died that were in that facility. So ultimately, the weapon against him didn't prosper. But Samson sure suffered. He couldn't see. He was tied up like an animal. He was in bondage. So Father, today in the name of Jesus, come on now. Father, today in the name of Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to discern the enemy's secret weapon against us. It's the weapon we don't see. It's the weapon we haven't discerned. It's the weapon that he keeps using over and over again that keeps us in these same cycles of defeat. These same cycles of almost to the breakthrough and then, wool pulled over our eyes, rug pulled out from under our feet, and we find ourselves in the same position, frustrated, overwhelmed, discouraged. Father, help us to see Delilah's secret weapon, Jezebel's secret weapon, fear's secret weapon, the secret weapons that are being formed against us. Help us to see so that we can stand against it because an enemy exposed is an enemy defeated. If we can see it, we can take authority over it. Samson was blinded by his own lust. He was blinded by his own arrogance. He didn't think anybody could ever stop him. He forgot that he was dependent upon God for his anointing. It ended up in bondage. So I take authority over every bondage right now in Jesus' name. And as we repent, God, break us free. Just repent. Just ask the Lord to forgive you for not seeing what he was trying to show you. Discernment. Holy Spirit was trying to warn you. We fall into the enemy's trust because we don't discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't discern the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We don't discern the ways of God or the ways of the enemy. So, Father, forgive us for allowing ourselves to get to the edge of breakthrough and then fail again. We thank you that a righteous man falls down seven times and gets back up again. We can get back up again. We can keep going. And you're going to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's victory. And we're going to step into it because we see now where we've been held back. We see now where the enemy has meddled his way into our lives through the same door that we left unlocked. And we thank you, Lord, we're closing these doors now. We are closing these doors now. We are not going to allow the enemy access anymore, but we're closing these doors now. Once and for all, we're locking them. We're locking these doors. And we thank you, Lord, that today is the first day of a new beginning of greater discernment, and greater hope, and greater grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? We've put together a free webinar for you that's on Friday and a whole entire series. You want to get on that free webinar, sharpen your discernment, you're going to want to go to jenniferleclair.eventbright.com. I'm sorry, go to jenniferleclair.org slash events. It's easier. Jenniferleclair.org. There's so many things there. There's so many free events there. If you'll go to jenniferleclair.org slash events. Listen, if you want to sow, go to jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClair. If these prayer broadcasts are blessing you, consider sowing a seed. You you learn more and you grow more. You get more out of what you sow into. You can sow via PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClair. God is so good. I'll see you guys later, hopefully on this Facebook Live. Press in with me. God bless you. Have a great day. I love you guys. Have gifts God expects you to use them if you need training to school your gift log on to school of the Spirit TV you'll find training in spiritual warfare prophetic ministry prayer seers' ministry writing and so much more go to school the spirit TV today you want to go deeper